0: Hello and welcome to the final edition of the My Drunk Movie Theater Dune Book Club. I'm Kyle Sutton. So, this is, like I said, it's the last segment. Uh, So, this is a combination of all the chapter segments that we've done from chapters 38 all the way to 48. And that covers all of book 3 of of Frank Herbert's Dune. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to add. Uh, I did have fun kind of putting this back together. And of course, I really enjoyed reading the book. As you'll listen, and I'm sure as you've already noticed, Trisha, who is not here, unfortunately, she's, she's on vacation, so I couldn't really get her for this, um, uh, but, uh, you will notice that she was not as keen about reading the book, which is unfortunate, um, uh, but I get where she's coming from, because reading, reading sci-fi in general, um, and, uh, it gets kind of dense, and it gets kind of bogged down with some of the political aspects, and Dune's no different, um, I actually wound up really enjoying those things, um, but yeah, you'll kind of hear throughout the conversations that we have how, how much she may have enjoyed it or not enjoyed it. So, uh, as she says at some point, uh, she enjoys the story, but some of the actual uh, content included was not her bag, and that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, so we did this all in preparation for Dune to be released, uh, it's now coming out, uh, let's see, I'm recording here in August of 2021, which means it'll be coming out this October, uh, of 2021, as of right now, as long as nothing changes. Um, so with all that said, I've said in the past that we would do, uh, a, a movie night with everybody who wants to come. We'll kind of open it up. Um, I haven't decided how we're going to do it yet, but we are going to screen the original, Dune, um, movie from 1984 at, uh, I am planning to do it probably the week before or the week of Dune's release, so that's going to be sometime, um, before October 22nd, so just be on the lookout for that, we'll announce that on, on a later episode of the show, and of course on Twitter, um, with further details once we get it all ironed out. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for me. Uh, I hope you guys listen to this. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed all the Dune book club segments that we did and all these compilations that we put together. Um, yeah, so that's going to do it. So you guys enjoy and make sure when you guys go out, be nice to your damn movie staff.
1: Left off. Uh, it was the end of book two. Uh, Lady Jessica had taken the.
2: Um, she's, she's a reverend mother.
1: Yes, she's now the reverend mother of the uh, of of the Ch. Uh, what's it Tabor? I think is what it's called. Uh, basically, this tribe of Fremen. uh She's yep. also pregnant, and when she did the reverend mother mm-hmm. uh, ceremony, she wound up uh, basically drinking drugged water, going on a super crazy acid trip. Which also affected <laughs> her unborn daughter. Mother of the year right here. I just want to get that out there. Uh in addition to that, we also had uh fade Rautha was thoroughly introduced as being kind of cunning and also just as shifty and uh uh trying to diabolical? Yeah, just he's his uncle. Yeah, he's he's right up there with Baron harkonnen Um and so, yeah, so that's kind of where we left off. So we start cha- or we started book three this week. So that's chapters 38 through 40, for those of you keeping up. We have about, after this week, we have about eight chapters left, I believe is what I got counted. So, because it's three, three, and then two. Yeah, so eight chapters left. Um, so we're going to be doing three chapters a week until we get to that last week, in which case it's just two long chapters. Uh, I know, Trisha, don't you roll your eyes at me. We're almost to the end. I am ready to go move on to other books too on, on my own time, but here we are. And it hasn't been that bad. So, uh, so like I said, book three, we started, uh, this one, this was interesting. This picked up two years after where we left off. Yeah. That surprised me that I was job. not, I was not prepared for a time job, no. which if, if what I've read about the movie that's coming out is, is to be believed, then yeah, that's probably about the point where, where the movie's going to cut off is the end of book two. Not a bad, not a bad spot. That gives you two years, a uh, two year gap in real life mm-hmm. to get ready to go on the next on one. The next one makes sense, yeah. and was, and for as dense as the book is, honestly, not a bad idea because there is a lot of information that goes through. So, yeah. uh, so let's flip through. So, chapter thirty eight, we picked up with Baron Harkonnen, I believe. Mm-hmm. Is that who we started yes. off? Yes. Uh, super fucking cranky, like storming down the halls of his little uh, place mad (laughs) as fuck, and we don't know why yet until he gets to where he's going. Uh, He goes and talks to, uh, what was his name, Nefud? 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 Oh, there wasn't either.
2: Huh? Yeah, Yeah. I forgot there was was a D at the end.
1: Yeah, I know. I wanted to call him LeFou, and I know that's not right, but anyway, the poor guard captain that got got bumped up uh, a while back it's still his guard captain Uh and it's not gotten any better for him uh it seems like he might be kind of inept and so baron harkonnen is grilling him asking where's my nephew you're supposed to tell me when he goes down to to uh you're
2: supposed to know every place he is and everything he says
1: yes uh and especially when he goes down to uh the slave quarters to the women yeah. Uh, if you later find out that basically they're like concubines or, or whatever, he basically uses them. It's the pleasure wing, is what it's called. And I'm going, ah, That sounds that sounds pretty, pretty pleasant, but okay, whatever. Uh, so yeah, so Harkonnen's pissed because Fade Rautha has been cavorting around working with Thuther Howitt to try and kill Baron Harkonnen because. Of course, that's what these Harkonnen people do. Like they are He's just... just
2: impatient. He wants to take over his Baron now. Yes,
1: yes, and and so this is where it gets weird. So we've talked about how creepy Hark- Baron Harkonnen is and his it's implied his his taste for young men. Yeah. Um, and even even in here, it's all. I think I think this chapter really it's more
2: heavily implied here.
1: It, yeah, uh, you know, because of the implications um anyway so the plan that went to shit real quick is apparently they sent up a young lad to go and be the baron's play toy i'm guessing and apparently had a very very small needle in his thigh with poison on it which would be just perfect for where the baron grabs and i'm just going i'm reading that and i'm going oh that's oh
2: that's so bad oh oh no like it would have been great except what is playing both sides right and warned him
1: yes and so so now we have a dead slave boy in the baron's room who has to be taken out and harkonnen's so paranoid at this point that he also makes his guard captain kill off the guards carrying out the corpse like yeah shit's gotten real real quick at the harkonnen household so in this chapter though it continues on, we and so basically, Fade Rautha has been caught like he he yeah. like he walked right into it like, yeah I guess he got me. Well they're at now at a standstill because Har- Baron Harkonnen wants Fade Routha to become the emperor. Yeah, however. The whole plan, the end game for him is to get him to become emperor and him take on an advisory role and basically pull a Dick Cheney and run things from the shadows. The best best thing I can come up <laughs> So they make an agreement between them. Not <laughs> going to try kill- Stops
2: trying to kill him and Baron Harkonnen doesn't just kill him outright. Right.
1: So yeah. So there will be no more killing. However, as part of the deal... Fade Rautha has to go and kill off every single female slave in in the pleasure pleasure wing. And I'm just going, What, what the fuck? What the fuck is wrong? <laughs> like, I am at the point when this movie hits, I I cannot wait to see both of these dickheads get their just desserts. Yeah. Period. Like they're both both shitty people. And Thufer Howitt's just just playing both sides. They know he's playing both sides.
2: Like He's pretty much trying to get one of them to kill the other so that yeah. he, he can then focus on whatever he needs to do after that. Exactly. Like, I can't take them both alone, so if I can get one of them to kill the other, then I only have one to deal with.
1: Yes. So, so we're kind of left with that in that chapter. The next chapter we catch up with... Let's see. Who was that chapter? Was that back to Paul?
2: No, there's two with the Harkonnens.
1: Oh, there are two with the Harkonnens. You're right let's see uh da, 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 da. Oh, okay so yeah so the second chapter is with uh with thuthier howard so yeah. and him basically being confronted um and how how this was all going. yeah he,
2: he has a talk with baron harkonnen yeah yeah and so About kind of the state of things and he's sitting there seating in his hatred and <laughs> trying yeah. to figure out how right how he proceeds
1: from here Right, and so take down so, the Harkonnens. Right, so how it's sitting there, going, okay, yeah, all right, so yeah, I, I've been playing you both. However, let me
2: let me throw Here, this. Out. Here's the master plan to get you to trust me again, right? Think that I'm helping you. Yes.
1: Meanwhile, I'm totally going to fuck you over as
2: soon as I get. Just to biding that. my time until I can just get rid of all of you and go about my business. Right. So that whole chapter uh, was about prison planets, now, essentially. Also, Huat still thinks that Jessica was the traitor.
1: Yes. so He that's still con-
2: thinks that. So he's still convinced yeah. that Paul is dead, that Jessica is dead, and that she, she was the traitor.
1: Right. So uh, in this chapter, we get into some, some of the more political aspects of things. So we find out the emperor has prison, prison planets, mm-hmm. which is where the Sardaukar come from. Basically, they are the the best of the best because they have been Basically oppressed, beaten down. Basically been brainwashed. Right. They've come from like the absolute worst circumstances you could possibly come from in this universe.
2: Basically breaks them down completely until there's nothing of them left and then rebuilds them to make them think they're elite. Yes. And that everything they've been through was for the best. Right. So that they will then continue the Emperor's system of oppression.
1: Right. Which leads us to find out why the Emperor but you know basically betrayed Duke Leto because he knew exactly how how good the Fremen really are at taking people out because the Atreides Yeah, he
2: knew the Atreides had already built a fighting force that almost rivaled the Sotokar, and he knew that if they allied with the Fremen that the atreides would be unstoppable exactly and he couldn't have that no so he allowed pretty much allowed uh the harkonnens to take them out so that he wouldn't have anyone to challenge him
1: yeah um so i found this chapter just really interesting i i like the political aspects of these things i like kind of seeing Mm. how this is all playing out i wish i could say the same about like like game of thrones or any of these other like fantasy novels where that comes into play, I don't know why. Maybe it's just the trappings. I don't know. This has fascinated me. Like I just, I've enjoyed this quite a bit. But that's what we found out in that chapter, and it's, it's a lot of information overload. But at the same yeah. time, it's like okay, this is all pertinent, and this is all we're all yeah we're we're now finding out details that we didn't know before. Mm-hmm. Always key. So so that's where we're left off with with those two. Now we get back to Paul. So.
2: Paul in the who two has years, had a kid.
1: Yeah so, so in the two years Paul so when we meet Paul he is he is on the spice again and having himself a trip to where he is now at the point he can see
2: he Paul. doesn't know if yeah. things that he's seen are the past, the present or the future. He's confused.
1: So he is trying to anchor himself at certain points so that way he knows okay this is the present, this is where I need to be and focus on that. Mm-hmm. In this chapter there's one thing that Paul has not been able to do in his 2 years with the Fremen. He is ride a worm. He has not ridden a worm. Uh
2: which is a big deal for the Fremen.
1: Yes, they Apparently they, they
2: do it at 12 and he is now 18.
1: Yes. So we remember there are toddlers who can do this apparently. You can't. Why should we respect you? So this is like the last big key to getting getting the,
2: the we, He is not allowed to go into the South Desert, which is where Chani has moved to, and where all the women are, the women and children, which the men are, you know, right around other parts of the planet, take care of things, but Mm -hmm. when they basically go on leave, so to speak, yeah. but in military terms, they go down to the South Desert, where, you know, their women and children are, and Mm -hmm. relax, but it's, what did they say, a 20 worm trip, or whatever word, 20? Something like that. Something like that. So they explain that you can only ride these worms for so long Yeah. before they tire, and then you have to leave them to rest in the desert, and you have to go wrangle a new one, and it's it's like a 20... I don't remember the phrase they use, but it's like a 20 worm trip or something like that to get to... Their settlement in the South Desert, so you right. have to be able to. You can't just ride with other people. You have to be able to, to catch your own worm to do it. Yeah, it's kind of so like it's kind of like trying to get
1: anywhere in New York. You have to you have to catch multiple trains. You can't just take one yeah. to get where you want to go.
2: So he has to learn the subway to get to where he wants to go. Exactly. And that's where Chani's been. So she's had to keep coming to see him. Mm-hmm. So now he has to learn to catch worm to partly to get everyone's respect. To solidify his place as a leader, but also so he can go see Chani and his kid, right? And his his little sister, who everyone thinks is weird and doesn't like apparently.
1: <laughs> Gee, I don't know what could have caused that. Uh, but this chapter was kind of cool because we got into more of the ritualistic stuff again with mm-hmm. learning to go ride and and which like this. I
2: find much more fascinating than the political aspects.
1: <laughs> right? No, I I find both both sides of it interesting. I just I'm kind of digging this whole this whole political back and forth between between the Harkonnens. Like I'm like, I want both of you shitbags to get your just desserts.
2: So I mean that's true. Um, but I am sounds- but I'm rooting for Paul to to ride this. I I understand the importance of the political parts of it. Yeah. But reading those chapters, I'm just like, can we get back to what's going on with Paul and Jessica, please? Right. Yeah. I don't I don't find this interesting. This is why I don't read sci-fi.
1: And that's fair. That's totally fair. So Anyway, so this chapter was, it It ends on a cliffhanger, which you chastised me before we started recording. Yeah, because uh, I didn't
2: want to read, made me read three, three chapters, and then it ends on a cliffhanger to boot. I know, I know. I'm trying to get us
1: through this, so you gotta bear with me. We all gotta make sacrifices here, okay? I'm trying to read a book a month for the year, and I'm, the sooner I get done with this, the the better on track I can get to that goal, like...
2: Like, I'm still trying to finish another book that I was reading, and now I'm trying to read Chaos, the, started the Chaos Walking series, and it's, okay, well now, it's just too much.
1: Well, that sounds like a you problem, because you're the one who decided to start reading that book, so. I read
2: one chapter to see if I wanted to read it. <laughs> I'm gonna finish one of the other two before I continue. I know. Knife of uh, Letting Go.
1: It's okay, I'm trying, to, I, I finished Dr. No last week, so now I'm, I'm almost done with Moonraker, so, so I'm gonna be caught up for my two, my book a month, so. Uh, And then I got to pick out what I'm going to read for March. So (laughs) luckily I got options. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so this chapter ended on a cliffhanger. Basically, Paul setting up the thumpers to draw out the the worm. He's drawing
2: out the worm and it's a rather large one. Yeah. And he cannot see this future. No. So he's having to go through this like an normal person.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take a guess. He winds up riding the fucking thing. (laughs)
2: no uh, really
1: yeah just just a thought uh but can you like i'm sitting there in my in my head i'm going that's gonna look fucking magnificent on the big screen when they do well i mean
2: we see a shot of them standing in front of a worm in the trailer yes yes and I haven't probably it's not this scene right but you yeah. can imagine yeah what, what it will yeah. look like when yeah. they get to that
1: Right, but like from from a not just from a view from from a cinematic viewpoint, but like from an action standpoint too. I think whatever happens in the sequence, because I feel like the film's gonna gonna flesh that out a bit and actually show us him trying to ride the worm, which sounds so dirty when I say it out loud. <laughs> hey, baby, you want to ride the worm?
2: <laughs> well, they they discuss how the fremen ride the worms. Yeah in in other chapters so i wouldn't be surprised if they show yeah um, show that in the movie even if we're not getting to the scene right i wouldn't be surprised if, if at some point we just see even in a background shot like some fremen yeah a worm as they go into a, a a hidey hole somewhere
1: i hope they go into battle with them i think that'll be cool as hell like they just wipe out a bunch of Sardaukar. And harkening forces just by fucking with a bunch of worms with a bunch of worms like I think it'll just be cool as
2: shit hey when they made the Hunger Games series into a movie they added a whole bunch of scenes with snow that wasn't in the book so you never know we might actually get to see some of the stuff that was referenced in the book but not actually seen
1: right well you well, never know
2: right well with the Hunger
1: Games though is that that book and I and I love that book and I, I enjoy those movies but those books are all told I want to they're all told from Katniss's perspective, right? Yes.
2: So on film, it because makes... Because most writers don't jump from, you know, 20 different people in a few chapters time. Sorry. Just saying.
1: Yeah, well, you know.
2: Or, you know, multiple ca- characters in the same chapter. They at least stick to one character per chapter. Just saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this experiment has gone so well, Trisha. I can I can't wait to try and find another I, one for us to I'm do. I'm just saying,
2: yes, The Hunger Games is told completely from Katniss's point of view. Yeah. But my point is they added in scenes that weren't narrated and seen firsthand in the book.
1: Right. They they fleshed it out is what I was getting. So, at.
2: yeah. So, it's possible that yes, we didn't see, you know, a lot of the actual battle of the Harkonnens coming for the Atreides, mm-hmm. because we weren't in any of those point of views at the time but that doesn't yeah. mean they might not because like i said like like you've said before they casted uh you know look at the cast of for duck in idaho there's no way he's just going to be in a couple of scenes and that's it you don't, yeah. you don't cast jason momoa for two scenes and and call it good like i'm gonna be surprised if they added some battle scenes yeah that were ness, that were alluded to but not actually you know witnessed by a character's point of view in the books right
1: so um yeah because all you can all, do that in a movie you can so so all in all so you've not been enjoying the Harkonnen chapters is what I'm I'm gathering that's no, that's what I'm really not, not
2: no because those are all political and I don't care about the political point of view I want to know what's going on with you know the the Fremen and I want to know what that world right political bs I get that it's important and I'm not whining about it why it's there it's just it's not interesting to me
1: you don't this is it. why
2: I don't read okay. sci-fi. This is why I watch <laughs> sci-fi movies and TV shows. That's fair. I, they condense all that info into the yeah <laughs> must-know part.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, I don't, I don't dig on on fantasy or like. In a lot of ways, this is this is a medieval epic, is what this is like. When you yes. when you really break it down, like you could take all the the sci-fi trappings, strip them down, and put them in 1400s England. Like you know. And, and yeah except that this is
2: like 1400s middle east yes with so. with advanced technology right uh
1: so yeah so so and maybe maybe it's just because i've been on the political kick for the last well, i don't know forever <laughs> feels like uh i find all this stuff really fascinating and i like you know me i i i like i love i love rooting for the good guy like you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've always enjoyed Star Wars, like as much as I enjoy enjoy Luke Skywalker's journey. Well, let's be honest, the bad guys are a little more fun to watch, like, you know, and, and to find out. Like, I think this stuff with with Harkonnen, while disgusting and and just awful, it, it really builds out how truly awful and evil he is. And so I'm, I'm really ex- <laughs> I'm just I'm excited to see that get played out.
2: Can I just say, as much as they talk about Barrett Harkonnen and his suspensors and how fat he is, I just, in my head, I see some sort of, like, cross between Jabba the Hutt and Pizza the Hutt. (laughs) Like, that's all I I see in my head. I like it. When they talk about, you know, he walks down the hall with his suspensor struggling under his weight, and I'm like, good lord.
1: Right. I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm intrigued to see Stellan Skarsgård play it. I'm really excited to see this 1984 version, though, whenever we finally get to that point. Like, I'm like, I need to see what yeah. they did so that way I can get ready for for Denny Villeneuve's.
2: I think that's part of the problem of me reading this is I know I could just go watch movies and get the gist of the story without having to deal with all the boring chapters that I right. don't enjoy as much. <laughs> but I won't let myself watch them until I finish the book. Right. So, yeah. It's
1: If you guys are listening now You're sitting there going They're not doing this shit again That's for damn sure
2: <laughs> one of, So we At the theater we have We used to have cops on the weekends Just mm-hmm. to help with security And we have a handful That are regulars that would sign up Most weekends And so we get to know them And one of which has been by to visit us a couple times Because he's bored He gets bored, he comes to visit us, whatever and we told him that we were reading dune and he was like oh, oh yeah yeah you got to read these books and it's so good and i didn't have the heart to be like i i'm not reading anymore after this i'm just sorry <laughs> i'm gonna read this one and then i'm gonna go watch the movies and that's gonna be it i'm i'm sorry that's... he was just so excited we it were really reading. i couldn't crush him like that. Oh, uh, next
1: time I see him, I'm like, Trisha hates this book, by the way. She's, I don't hate it. I know you don't, but I'm I like the up. story.
2: It's just, oh. yeah. it's like uh, Maze Runner. You know how much I love the Maze Runner book or movies? Yeah. I can't read the books. I've tried multiple times. Right. I tried once before I watched the movies, mm-hmm. and then I watched the movies, enjoyed the movies, and I was like, okay, I'm invested. I like these characters. I've watched the movies. I'm going to be able to read it now. so I can't read it. I'd yeah. just, sometimes you just can't get into a book it happens
1: it's true it does happen
2: though. i like the story <laughs> i would prefer to watch it as a an movie and that's fine. it happens yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like,
1: makes me chuckle
2: but like yeah no i'm with you i've had too much room. i'm getting too honest it's okay
1: um all right so i think that's gonna do it for dune for dune's book club (laughs) now now that trish has let it be known that she's like i'm just uh, never letting you pick the book again so uh
2: yeah we leave off waiting to see if if paul rides a worm or not
1: yeah uh we
2: know he's gonna ride the worm
1: he's gonna ride the worm he's gonna ride it so good oh man uh that's the great thing about about literature is you can make anything out of it dirty if you really want to so it's true all right. when we last left off uh paul was getting ready to ride the worm and uh this week we pick up with Lady Jessica, correct? Was that where we left off? Or where we picked up? Yes. Uh, So Lady Jessica is running, you know, basically hanging out and is apparently able to summon coffee to her quarters. Right? Just by thinking about it.
2: It was weird. She she said they weren't like telepathic, but like there's some sort of like subconscious connection that like she thinks about summoning coffee and then someone just like ends up bringing her coffee
1: yeah it was kind of weird uh so in this chapter though we get introduced a full introduction to Aaliyah, her young two-year-old daughter Mm -hmm. uh who if you remember was in the womb whenever she went through the uh the conversion or the uh, transition into the the ceremony
2: the
1: the, the ceremony which jessica
2: became the reverend mother
1: yes uh so this too i have no idea how they're going to make this work on on film just thinking about it uh because two-year-olds don't talk the way that Aaliyah talks well, Alia talks like a full-ass, grown-ass person. Uh, maybe with a little more childlike understanding, but for the most part, big girl words. And I'm going, yeah. this is going to uh, be...
2: Probably just re- repetition. Yeah. Uh, Think like uh those bits from uh, like the landlady.
1: Oh, yeah. The- yeah. 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 Uh, yeah the
2: wolf feral bits where they just fed the the kid lines my guess is going to be they it. would
1: they would cast an older malnourished child who could read the dialogue <laughs> uh so uh, yeah so in this chapter uh Aaliyah has come back to the room with Hera, who as you remember uh was not selected to be uh paul's wife after he killed her husband uh, yes more of a as- servant a servant. It seemed
2: like at the time now it seems like more just companion yes uh yeah and there's a the lot of menage up- was used which I did not appreciate but whatever <laughs> uh yeah so it makes, I have questions about what's happening there uh so in this chapter though I don't like the implications with those words considering when most people hear words like menagerie they think of animals true livestock true. not humans
1: uh, I read it as menage and then I went a toi Uh (laughs) uh-huh uh yeah so anyway so in this chapter uh we find that alia has basically had run in she's she's almost like a spy to lady jessica and that she goes and reports on the daily goings on um and brings it back to her uh hara comes back and is informing jessica that we have a problem which Jessica's not going to see it as a problem because this is what she wants. That's true. There's a group of young Fremen who have seen Paul and now that he is going, uh, he is able to ride the worm are expecting him to challenge Stilgar yeah. to take the leadership position of C.H. Uh, Tabor.
2: Not just expecting, they plan to basically corner him into it by saying if he doesn't do it, he's a yeah. coward. Yeah. Uh, and it's Which not- Jessica's just like, cool. Let's go. <laughs> right. Um, this is what I want.
1: Yes. Uh, as we know, this is not good. Um, this this is not what is Paul a, wants. No, it's not what Paul wants. So this chapter was a little weird to get through, just mostly because of, mostly because of Aaliyah. And like I said, yeah, I, I for the life of me could not figure out how it's how it's going to play out. Um, but we learn what her experience was in the womb and how she just suddenly woke up mm-hmm. as she describes it and how
2: yeah so like think of like your earliest memories as mm-hmm. a child like your earliest like consciousness i guess and imagine that began in the womb yeah imagine what you'd be like as a 2 year old if that was the case yeah so she may be 2 physically but mentally she's beyond like maybe think more like 8 year old except she also has all these memories of past lives on top of that so she she holds herself and and speaks like she's an adult yes but in a two-year-old's body and with a two-year-old's ability physical physical ability to speak so she still has that little kid voice it even refers to her her soft palate not being fully formed
1: yes so she has a slight lisp
2: yeah so that that kind of two-year-old voice but speaking uh, as if it's a grown woman um, it's kind of unnerving to people.
1: It is, and so it's kind of upsetting to where the child thinks that she is actually she is a freak, yeah. which oddly out, doesn't upset Jessica, but upsets Hera, Hera, who has been looking after her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of learn a little bit about Hera in in just this little instance that even though this is not what she what she wanted, she did not yeah. want to be just the servant to this boy who would be king or however you want to describe this messiah um she is however taking a very motherly role towards his little sister um yeah. and probably filling a void that maybe aliyah desperately needs because of where lady jessica's at yeah. um because at, from reading this chapter what i gathered is that jessica is now focused on paul's next steps and not on Aaliyah, and what she could be.
2: Uh, did you did you get that sense when you read it? Uh, a little bit, except for me, it was more of, she was kind of dedicated more to being a reverend mother, and fulfilling those duties, yeah. than the duties of mother. Then kind of in the back of her head, her, her secondary is, let's get Paul to where I want him to be, so we can go, you know, yeah, take down the Harkonnens.
1: Right. Um yeah. So we had that chapter, um, which, like I said, I found it to be, an it was interesting, but an odd read just because of where we yeah. were at. Um, yeah. and just a little more exposition, but it doesn't really advance a whole lot of the plot forward from what I understand from what I've done on my own research. It seems like this will play play forward in, in the sequel books, which you and I are not going to get to anytime soon. Um, and not on this show uh so that was uh chapter 41 chapter 42 we catch back up with paul who has the worm. Ride, who is riding the worm uh which uh is not just he throws a saddle on it and just takes it for a ride like a cowboy it's actually a team effort mm-hmm. and so this is i think going to be a really cool sequence when we get to the film as uh they basically have climbing equipment like you would going up a rock wall yeah uh, to get up the worm and to actually maneuver it.
2: Yeah, he has to snare it, then he has to maneuver it uh, so that everybody else can kind of hop on and then he has to control it and it's a whole ordeal. Right. Uh,
1: but it's also in this chapter that, of course, we're now, as, as we said earlier, the, the young Fremen are looking to push Paul into challenging Stilgar and taking the lead, um, which Stilgar knows and Paul knows and Paul does not want Stillgar is okay with this
2: because, in his mind, it's what's supposed to happen.
1: Uh, to, to quote in our favorite, yeah. yeah, to quote our favorite Star Wars show, "This is the way." Yeah. Um,
2: but Paul wants nothing to do with this and is trying to figure out how to maneuver his way out of challenging him, right? Without basically getting himself exiled. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, of course, we don't
1: wind up getting a whole lot of time to to focus on that. But Paul does. By the end of the chapter, push to find another way to say things do change.
2: There's a and, lot of subtext in which yes. he convinces him there's another way to do this.
1: Yes, things and, change. And Stilgar does seem to be somewhat on board with uh, it.
2: How does that phrase go? Just because it's the way it's always been done does not mean it's
1: the way it needs to. The, to the only way. Yeah.
2: Or the best way.
1: Right. Um, and like I said, I I kind of wanted to get into that, and I I'm sure we'll get into it in a later chapter. Um, Possibly not. This may be the the resolution to it. Because like I said, it does seem like Stillgar is in agreement that, yeah. that this is, does not necessarily mean this is the way we need to keep going.
2: But in the midst of all this, in we have a of- bit of a reunion.
1: We do, because chapter 43, we get to see Gurney Halleck return. Woo! So he is out, uh so the way chapter 42 ended, uh, as as these guys are out in the desert, they have stopped riding the worm because it's tired and needs a rest, and they're ready to set up camp for the night. Um,
2: well, Paul has decided that they're going to go south. They're not going to yes. go raid again. They're going to go south because he wants to go see, you know, the homeland he's not been allowed to see. Right. He wants to go see his kid. Yes. So they're going to ride south
1: mm-hmm.
2: and they make plans on where they're going to camp. Yes. But then in the next chapter,
1: in the next they come, chapter,
2: ac- they come across an ornithopter.
1: Yes. So an ornithopter, uh, it closes out that chapter. So the ornithopter yeah. is closing in. So they decide, let's let's get in position and yeah. get ready to, to capture whatever we're about to get into. Yeah deal with this enter gurney like on ornithopter who is riding along and or, and basically goes on on this little excursion with his team ready to go of course they get jumped by the Freeman. a fight ensues gurney is ready to go throw hands with somebody who is in front of him who which i found this this kind of odd but reading it it makes sense for the character of gurney who who is a very strong leader? He does not wear his still suit the way he's supposed to. And so yeah,
2: he, he takes the, the mouth covering off. Yes. So that he can yell uh Battle commands.
1: Yep. Uh even
2: so, though that means losing moisture. Right. Uh it's
1: a it's a it's a trade-off that he has that he decides he needs to make. Yeah. Uh so as he is facing down one of these lone framen, the framen tells him, Gurney Halleck, you can put that away. Paul! <laughs> and of course a bunch of people are now dead because the Fremen have like fucking slayed done what paul. they done best uh not only that they've also used rockets to take out the ornithopter that they were all on yeah. uh to which gurney's like i lost good men damn it but paul i'm ready to serve again <laughs>
2: uh, you're alive my duke yes. cool yes.
1: Uh, and it's it's cool to see because they they're happy to see each other but they definitely note that there is a sudden ch- or there's a change this is, yeah in both characters um of course paul being well one on this heavy spice diet anymore that's changed his eye color yeah. um, to He's the, got to the
2: blue on blue of the fremen
1: yes um and not only that though the the weariness the the knowledge that he has acquired it, it seems to to have definitely changed who he is yeah. in the two years since we last... To the point
2: where Gurney Halleck has a brief moment of thinking that he's his father.
1: Yes. Um, meanwhile, Gurney has, you know, just kind of hardened and is just... I'm sure after everything he's been through, uh, probably not as easy as he once was. Yeah. Um, and so they kind of recognize this in each other. Uh, but basically what it boils down to in this chapter is that paul tells the rest of the Fremen, uh he's with us he is on our side you don't touch him don't touch him at all period and his men are with us mm-hmm. there is a question about who do we trust out of this this group of troops yeah, that he's brought Because
2: Bernie says not all of them yes are to be trusted
1: right uh even though in his internal monologue when we first catch up with him he says they're all good men they're not all to be trusted apparently and he's not wrong
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, but he was a smuggler. So there's a difference between good men for smugglers and good True. men for, you know, right. when he has a higher purpose. True. Uh, when he's just a smuggler, it's, yeah, whatever. Who cares about these guys? Yes. If they have a, a, an agenda.
1: Yes. And so, of course, since it's been mission, uh, mentioned, they, they wind up getting onto a carryall, which is the equipment they use to, to haul stuff around in the desert to, to help with the spice mining. Um, as they all load on there, Chaos breaks loose because, of course, the men that can't be trusted reveal themselves to wind up being Imperial Sardaukar because somebody throws a knife with an Imperial uh, emblem on it. uh, Which outs them. Apparently there are ten amongst the group, and seven of them wind up dead. uh, Which tells you how badass the Fremen are. Because they don't give a fuck. Um, They only lose two men, I believe? Yes, they only lost two. Uh, So... By the end of the chapter, of course, we wind up with three Sardaukar, get down to two because Gurney just straight up says, fuck this, we're killing one of them to make an example. And I want information from the other two. And that's kind of where we're left with that. Uh, but they're trying to figure out where to go. Chani's introduced to Gurney. There's, there's some uneasiness all around everybody. Uh, but then it somehow, or it does come around that uh, Lady Jessica, Paul, or Gurney now finds out Lady Jessica is still alive. Mm-hmm. And as
2: we have mentioned well, Paul Paul decides to send johnny back to yes. uh their kind of homeland in the south because he realizes that he's vulnerable when she's there because he worries about her. So Thank she you. he needs her to be safe. So he tells her, Go back to the siege and tell you know, relay this message to my mother. Yeah. And that's when Gurney's like, Your mother, your mom's alive. Yeah
1: to to which he says your mom's alive but that internal monologue boils down to just two words he still thinks she's the traitor yes he is he is convinced she is still the traitor um which should set up for interesting bedfellows because i did a little sneak peek on the next chapter and we're back to lady jessica um all in all uh so this this section of three chapters that we read the first one was weird the second one was more adventurous the third one was exactly what i wanted um and just getting that reunion with gurney uh again uh i've said it every time i'm excited to see where it goes because now 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 paul paul and and gurney are on the same side but gurney has not let it be known he still thinks she's the traitor and paul hasn't let it be known that she's not the traitor that that was part of the
2: ploy to out whoever it was they've all kind of survived for two years with their different Mm -hmm. ambitions and their different plans for the future Or lack thereof. And now it's kind of coming to a head that they're all going to kind of, all their plans for what's going to come is kind of going to, they're going to start button heads.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, Because
2: Gurney wants to kill Jessica and attack the Harkonnens, which Jessica also wants to attack the Harkonnens. And Paul's just like, can we just stop killing each other, please?
1: Right. Like, and I'm sure
2: Paul. I want peace. (laughs) Yes.
1: I'm sure Paul also says, I want some revenge against the Harkonnens. However, I don't, I don't want to kill people to do it, it you know and you wind up causing a galaxy wide you know war a jihad in my name i just don't want that yeah so yeah so i'm curious to see if if lady jessica and gurney Halleck's, uh well gurney's distrust of lady jessica if that will be resolved very quickly or or will it come to blows before then or what's going to happen next uh, Trisha, what were your thoughts reading these three chapters?
2: It, it's very much, a, I could tell this was a we're about to hit some sort of climax. Yeah. There's, there, we're going to have a come to Jesus moment here soon. Right. Where the three are going to butt heads and someone's going to come out with their plan as the winner. Yeah. doesn't uh, matter of if they all survived to execute it or not.
1: Right uh that's definitely kind of how I felt about it too I I really enjoyed it I did not care for that that first chapter we did with Lady Jessica and Aaliyah mostly because and I know it's part of the weird out thereness of of the idea of a child speaking a yeah. words. word I,
2: I appreciated that they finally explained more of what Aaliyah is like and why everyone is so creeped out by her yes because they didn't really expand upon that very much so it was kind of nice to get a little more info on that
1: right uh, at the same time, I was personally weirded out by Aaliyah. Just, just, and maybe that's the point. That's maybe that's the what they're trying to get across. I don't, I don't think of her as a freak because I, one, that's rude. It's not her fault. Two, uh, but, but she didn't ask for it. She didn't ask for it. But at the same time, I'm going, oh, that's fucking weird. I, I don't know. Even,
2: even Harry was like, if we knew that your mom was pregnant with you at the time, we never yeah, would have done it. Yeah so we would have waited yeah again we would have done something else
1: as i said lady jessica mother of the year
2: right Uh, yes i don't really care this much that much about this child in the meantime i'm trying to force my other child into a war that he does not want to have and i don't even have the decency to talk to him about it first right and find out if what's what he wants i'm just gonna go through with my plan and make my kids do what i want
1: yeah, uh, I feel like um, I feel like after that chapter, I've not actively rooted against Lady Jessica. I just haven't, and I'm still not- Kind of getting to that point. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm like, somebody needs to shut you down in one way or another. You don't necessarily need to be killed off, but you definitely need to be put in your place.
2: You need to have a conversation with some people, particularly Paul, and he needs to shut you down.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Because so if anyone's
2: like, going to shut her down, it's going to be Paul.
1: Right. I will say I am really excited to see Rebecca Ferguson play that character. I think she's just gonna fucking nail it. Um, mostly because, and I'm I'm basing that off of obviously I've seen her in Mission Impossible and The Greatest Showman, but really the performance that that kind of sets the tone for me with her is uh, Rose the Hat from Doctor Sleep.
2: Mm, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I I like I get yeah. like sometimes reading her character, I get those kind of vibes not quite that that's not the sinisterness but the calculating the yeah uh, the manipulation all that so um all right well that's gonna do it for dune talk we have five chapters left trisha we are almost done so next week so we close. Got, i know we got three next week to the week after that and then we're gonna we're gonna do a dune movie night I don't know if I want to do it as part of our normal like routine movie night and then just mm-hmm. have all these other people show up. I feel like we need to do it as a separate event, personally. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be yeah. a, a matter of nailing the time down. So I tell you what I'm going to do with our listeners. I'm going to leave a poll out there. I'm going to put up for like a week. Um, and we'll just kind of get a rough idea as to what works better for everybody. If it's like a weekend thing or a weeknight thing. I also need to look at the runtime of that movie, the uh, the 1984 version. Yeah. Um, before we go from there uh real quick i feel like we need to talk about this though because you text me earlier um so i've been kind of setting the pace with the book uh as far as how many chapters we're reading all that um you're and i'm reading the the paperback or the hardback copy there no the paperback copy sorry the the actual physical copy you're reading the digital edition on your yeah, chem- i have an ebook yeah uh so i text you and i said i've got it broken down here's your here, here's what we're doing Here's your three chapters, read those. You text me today because your book is not broken down the same way, which obviously
2: it's not going to be, but- So with, with the ebook, especially with the Kindle, there is a, a, an option to, when you bring up the menu, you can hit go to, and it will list out kind of the table of contents. Usually it has chapters listed. Mine does, my copy of Dune does not, it has the three books listed. And then the appendices. So there's no, you can't jump to a specific chapter. So that's,
1: so Trisha, real quick, that's how my table of contents is laid out too. Okay. So, so yeah, and I meant to tell you that earlier. That's
2: so how I, I, I use an app to keep track of, uh, I'm trying to keep track of what I read this year because I always get to the end of the year and people are talking about, I read this many books and I'm like, oh, I'm about what I read this year. Right. So I have an app I've been keeping track. So every time I finish reading something, I update. The, the page numbers and my app and I noticed today when I updated the end of the three chapters it said I only had six pages left and so I went to the menu on my ebook and it also said I had six pages before the appendices started so I was like what what do you mean I have six pages left right. like you you were just telling me we had five chapters left after this so I was there was some confusion for a little bit before we got it, figured out that apparently the page numbers on the ebook is uh, weird i don't i don't know yeah. i have no answers other than i tapped to the next page several times before the actual page number changes so I, I don't, I right. don't know right
1: yeah so so i feel like i i want to know i just want to make sure that you have the rest of the story i do um, okay so you do all I
2: right. tapped. I, I I tapped ahead, which I've been trying to avoid doing because I didn't want to lose where I was. Yeah, no. It's not like a physical book that you can like put your finger on a page and then flip yeah. through. But I flipped ahead, and I definitely have multiple chapters left. And like I said, I would I would tap to the next page on the screen several times before, because it doesn't keep the page number at the bottom. Right. You have to tap the top of the screen to pull up the menu to show you the page numbers. So I'd have to tap to the next page a couple times and then pull it up and see. And yeah, it was several, several times I'd tap to a new screen before it would change the the quote unquote page number. Yeah. Which is why I'm like, what 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 does the page number mean then if it's not actual? You know, to me, when I tap to the next screen, that's the next page. Yeah. So I don't know. It was it was weird. Got. You.
1: So we. When we last, what what happened when we last left off? Trisha, can you help me?
2: I don't remember. I read the day of.
1: That's right. Let's see.
2: Oh, I can't easily flip back like you can.
1: Oh, that's right. I remember now. Uh, let's see. So when we last left off, oh, uh, yeah, Gurney, Gurney's back. They've reunited with Paul. Uh, and of course, we have to finally figure out what's happening there uh so here we go so chapter 44 45 and 46 is what we did this week uh let's see so 44 44 is all about jessica uh mostly jessica and paul um jessica's wondering why gurney's not been brought to her yet why they haven't been why she hasn't got to meet him or see him again since it's been at this point almost three years um not a whole lot happens in this chapter except, oh, this is the chapter. Sorry, I say not a whole lot. Paul. Was like, he tries, he, yeah. Bernie tries to kill her. That's not till chapter 46. So, chapter 44, Paul. So, this is where Paul and Stilgar are supposed to, Paul's finally supposed to challenge Stilgar and take over power and all that. Uh, So in this chapter, basically, Paul goes, no, we're not doing that. Like, you dumbasses want me to kill off our strongest leader and expect us to do that and then go and, and beat the Harkonnens? Are you out of your mind? Basically gives this whole rallying speech where everybody rallies around him, but also rallies around the idea of him keeping Stilgar alive and that there is no shakeup in power but that Stilgar's word is just as good as Paul's, mm-hmm. um, which made for interesting be- bedfellows there. Uh, the follow-up chapter... Let's see. Sorry, there was a lot to deal with here. What uh, was chapter? Sorry. I should have been better prepared for this. Okay. The follow-up chapter was about Gurney trying to kill lady jessica it's chapter 45 um and in that one basically yeah he comes down to it grabs her by the throat (laughs) has her dead to rights and what's the matter buddy why are you wet all right anyway this is why i can't do a show with dogs in the house so uh so yeah so gurney and, and jessica are reunited in the worst kind of way uh to where it's like a showdown that paul is threatening to kill gurney knowing knowing damn good and well that gurney doesn't know the truth yet so gurney mm-hmm. finally gets led in to what's going on and then feels so guilty about it that he is ready to off himself and or have yeah. them kill him
2: he wants one of them to kill him
1: yeah which again tying back into the previous chapter uh we're not doing that because you know i need he, he strong wants leaders. to keep everybody yeah yeah so uh so that was 45 and then finally in 46 we get left with a cliffhanger or no, yes, Do we get left with clothing earlier? No, uh, no. So, with the way that chapter ended, Paul had decided he was going to uh, take on some of the uh, what was it, the water of life,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: which is basically the water that uh, the poisoned water that Lady Jessica took to become the Reverend Mother, uh, and decides, I'm gonna find out if I'm the Quisatz Haderach, uh, this big messiah figure in the Benny Jesuit's uh, religion. And then winds up three weeks later, waking up from a coma, to which I'm going, yeah, it's typical teenage boy thinking before or doing before thinking. Um, But he wakes up and let's see what had happened in that chapter. That was the one. Sorry, I was kind of high when I read these. I'm not going to lie. That was not a good idea. (laughs) um oh but that was basically the strategy chapter as to what they're going to do about the sardaukar about harkonnen what they're going to do about the the emperor who is apparently there are warships all over arrakis trying to figure out what to do so um trisha what were your thoughts on these three chapters we're getting closer to the end
2: we are getting closer to the end and i kind of am to the point where i'm kind of over everything and i want to be done
1: that's fair well we only got two chapters next week so any thoughts beyond I'm done and I want to be over it?
2: That's pretty much it. Pretty much it. Okay. Well, good talk. I want to get to this battle so we can end this book. Yeah. And I can just wait for the movies.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um I I like I said, I was high, but I did I did enjoy these chapters. Um especially Paul's big speech to the troops. Uh, mm-hmm. getting to see him actually kind of step into this leader slash messiah role uh and finally reaching a point where he, uh the, one of the interesting things that gets mentioned in these chapters is that he can't quite see uh the future as well as he once did like things are getting yeah, kind he's, of muddled he's
2: becoming used to his tolerance to the spice has gone up right
1: so um again there's a lot of stuff going on here that i kind of i'm ready to see it on the big screen but i think i think this big rally i think it's going to be one of those great like movie moments where you have that big speech before a big final battle uh going although we still have a ways to go before we get to that battle apparently um also the reunion with with gurney and lady jessica uh i was kind of chuckling during because i'm going this is just this is just classic like just straight up just just what you expect out of something like this it's like such a trope anymore that the the confused uh sidekick or whatever comes in to take out the wrong person to find out that he's gonna try and take out the wrong person um they're going how many of these tropes got were were pulled from from literature or film already and how many were created by this book is is the question i have by the end of it it's true so yeah um Other than that, like I said, not to me, there wasn't a whole lot that happened, but there was enough to make you go, okay, we're getting close to the end. Let's, let's start wrapping this up. I'm kind of with you. Like I'm ready to be, I'm ready to get to this big battle or at least this big fight with, uh, Paul and, uh, fade Rautha and all that. Um, but I have no idea where we're headed at this point, other than good guys are going to win. Like, true and it will probably be one of those good guys win but at what cost you know because we we have to think about it um yeah so uh that's it so next week is the last two chapters trisha anything you want to add to that other than thank god it's almost it's almost over no no that's pretty much it okay all right we're going to take a quick break when we come back we've got a couple bits of movie news that we're going to talk about Uh, and go from there. So, this is it. This is the final week. The last two chapters of Dune by Frank Herbert uh, in preparation for what was supposed to be a December release.
2: Except mine was three, but okay. Yours was three chapters? I had three chapters left. Really? That's weird. mine was two mine was three yeah it well, was kind of short but I, I, I definitely have three
1: that's weird okay so my last chapter was like uh and i'm just going based on the book there was no divi- division for a third chapter there it was just all one big thing um straight-
2: i mean there was no numbers but they always started with a quote either from princess arulian or from some sort of other like yeah book or whatever and there was three of them what i didn't have that
1: well now we're just finding all kinds of inconsistencies so so wait was yours there
2: there was a chapter with with the battle there was a chapter from harkonnen's point of view okay and then there was the chapter of everything that happened afterwards
1: okay so mine was the way here's how mine went what? well
2: the battle from the start of the battle from paul's point of view the fremen's point of view and then there was harkonnen getting called in front of um the emperor and then there was paul and the emperor
1: did your did your
2: first talking cha- it all out did,
1: did your first chapter did it end with uh Aaliyah getting kidnapped
2: I, I, I don't remember okay i read it all at once and I can't easily go find it.
1: Yeah, um, sorry. Because
2: uh, it, the the table of contents only allows me to go to books, not individual chapters. Right, right,
1: right. Okay. So, so yeah. So when we left, or at least where I left off last week, with the way I broke it down, um, basically, yeah, Aaliyah had been captured uh, and held hostage and this was after the big, big initial battle yeah the sun was dead uh which i feel like they just kind of touched on didn't really i'm it. mixing my
2: weeks up i don't know
1: it could be i i don't know so um so yeah that's, but i know we
2: didn't talk about the start of the battle last time so
1: we didn't i was yeah so okay well we can go back and talk about that real quick so, unless you
2: just left a chapter off last time and i didn't notice. I don't uh, know.
1: We kind of skimmed through that, and so that might be the case. I, I'm i not sure. So we'll go back and we'll cover that. um So, yeah, so there, yeah, so we had kind of the aftermath of the battle. I remember
2: last week, I thought I read an extra chapter, and I was like, okay, whatever.
1: I, I, I don't know. So, yeah, so when we left off, that's <laughs> where I left off. So glad we're done with this. I know um yeah so so the battle the the first major battle had happened um and like i said so so leto the second is dead um
2: so you didn't talk about a chapter and you messed with my head
1: that could be it i mean that's what happened thanks yeah my bad well like i i blame it on the weed so uh, because there
2: was a point that i was like wait i thought that was another chapter did i read an extra chapter because when i was reading and i was like I lost track of how many i'd read and i was like i only read yeah. two i need one more okay and so i read it and then you didn't talk about it so i thought i read an extra
1: okay so so maybe that's what it was so all right so yeah so that's no more book club i can't trust you clearly i should not be allowed to lead things at all even a show uh, so okay so then we'll pick up from there uh so yeah so in that that chapter now 46 instead of 47 Uh, chapter 46 uh yeah so that's where we had our our big battle uh paul has kind of taken on on the
2: the sandstorm as cover yeah kind of launch their attack yes um so yeah so they they had gone through that uh they kind of skip over the action itself we get the build-up yeah and then we kind of get the aftermath
1: we do yeah so that's and maybe that's where i was having trouble with this with this series of chapters um so so yeah so they they use that as as cover Um uh, by the time it was over and done with like i said Leto the second is dead and he was just an infant uh which is super sad but i feel like we kind of gloss over it a little bit uh yeah. in these last couple chapters um alia gets captured which as we know she is the one she well, is he, in,
2: in the last chapter he, he acknowledges that he pushes down his grief until a time where he will let himself grieve so yes i think that's part of the reason why he gets glossed over he yeah. he recognizes there's more important things going on right he can't let himself feel it much much like when his father died
1: yes so i so can't that, feel
2: this right now i i need to ignore this
1: yeah so so yeah so yeah because the the last chapter or that last chapter uh ended with paul saying my son is dead my son is dead and Leah is captive and he knew it was true i'm paraphrasing paraphrasing here uh, and that he felt em- uh, like an emptied shell without emotions and then closed that chapter out with and Paul thought how little the universe knows about the nature of real cruelty um which you could kind of look at as a couple different things obviously yeah the cruelty of losing your child and you know not knowing where your sibling is mm-hmm. um, being part of how the universe just does its thing um. Yeah. you know everybody's talking about well Har- the Harkonnens are are this and that and they are evil and cruel and this that and the other and here's this young man who has had greatness thrust upon him for the last
2: yeah it's easy uh, to forget that at this point in the story he's what 17? 17
1: 17 18 something like that well now it's well because by the time we get to the end of the book it's four years from where oh, we're, okay I yeah, missed that because so, Aaliyah's four now she's not yeah
2: um so, so yes. Yeah, so so he's like 19. Yeah, still young, very young. Still very young, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, and so having to deal with the loss of a child on top of that. Uh, yeah, so like I said, those, the glossing over the battles was kind of a problem for me because I wanted to read about like how they did things. Now, luckily, the next chapter, which is told from, uh, mostly from Baron Harkonnen's kind of perspective, Gives us a moment that I ah, I think it's going to look so cool on the big screen. But the fucking Framan like charging in, riding sandworms (laughs) in
2: battle. Like that's going to look so goddamn cool. And I can't wait. Just little four year old Leah being like, I told you he's coming. Yeah. Which I have a niece that's going to be four in August. And the whole time I'm just imagining her standing there delivering all these lines. And I'm like, no wonder everyone's so freaked out by her
1: yeah so so yeah so for this chapter uh basically the baron has is with the emperor and is kind of having to explain he, himself. yeah he gets and, hauled
2: in front of the emperor the emperor's pretty much like i have it all figured out now i know what yeah. you did
1: yeah uh um, playing me yeah so and now now they are both back on arrakis so they are they yes. are down on the planet level they are now they have coverage over over the planet from the emperor's forces uh not other that.
2: houses and the yeah. side the car and all that
1: yeah um so yeah but he he basically lays it out there and says i know exactly what you've done mm-hmm. you're a piece of shit but mm-hmm. let's go ahead and get through this
2: mm-hmm.
1: so because you know that's what the emperors do um because i was reading the
2: whole time i read it like all right i'm just thinking of that line from the mummy
1: right but ultimately ultimately <laughs> little he- weasels like you always get their comeuppance true but ultimately, we also know that the emperor wanted Duke Leto the first out of the way anyway, yeah. because of how popular he was and all you know the, the rumors of him amassing an army of Fremen to to help take out uh, the emperor's forces. Um, and that was kind of feel like, like
2: the emperor was always going to turn on Harkonnen. Yeah. Once everything uh, was said and done.
1: Yeah. Uh, the big key word for these last two last couple chapters is treachery. Uh, and there's plenty of it. Um, so yeah, so the Baron is confronted by the Emperor uh, and then winds up getting to meet his granddaughter. Uh, we keep forgetting, like, glossing over that. The fact that that, she, that he is Paul's grandfather and Aaliyah's grandfather and Jessica's father. Uh, yeah. So in this chapter, we, we get introduced, you know, a reintroduction essentially to Aaliyah through the eyes of everybody else who's not met her reverend mother helen Gaius? or i mean it's really the
2: most time we've spent with leah this whole time
1: yeah Yeah. um and so the reverend mother uh gaius helen mohaim uh gets to meet this uh freak of nature is the best word i can give for it because
2: abomination is the word she keeps using
1: yes um because there's no way that a a four-year-old should have this much much knowledge or the capability to stand in her mind, as she put it, mm-hmm. and basically whittle her down. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, she has all the knowledge, the same knowledge of the past lives that Jessica has. Yes. Which gives her, it's not telepathy. Like she makes a, a point to say that multiple times. She's not reading her mind. Yeah. But they have the same, it sounds like they have similar. Kind of past lives within themselves, right? So she can kind of not read her mind, but she has similar knowledge and kind of knows what she's thinking that way. Mm -hmm. Because the emperor keeps me like, "Oh, you're gonna read my mind?" She's like, "No, that's not how it works. That's that's not how it works. I keep telling you, that's not how it works."
1: Right. So yeah, so we go through this chapter and then, like I said, all hell kind of breaks loose. The, the, the Emperor's ship gets crippled, so that way it can't get away from the planet. Um, essentially putting the Emperor in the Emperor there. zone and forcing his hand to to negotiate with Paul, which we find out in the final chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this final chapter, oh, sorry, we have to backtrack. Aaliyah gets her moment to shine because we've been talking about how how is Baron Harkonnen going to meet his end And the little girl does him in.
2: By the hands of a four-year-old.
1: Yes. You get, like, now now I'm sitting there going, you're such a bitch villain that you got taken out by a toddler. Like, come on. And now I'm just sitting there going, that's going to be hilarious on screen. Like, there's no way that they can do that and me not (laughs) laugh. Like, it's going to be great. Um, But it's amazing how quickly they glossed over his death, too. It's just she cut him and he had a poison blade apparently like you start piecing it together really quick and well then he slumped over and his suspensors are holding him in his air or in air and so i'm just picturing this large fat dude just (laughs) hovering dead in the air and i'm going that's fucked up kind of funny though kind of funny so anyway uh so yeah so that was that was that chapter the follow the final chapter basically paul enters uh the the governor's house is what i'm going to call it uh, paul
2: implementing his plan
1: yep um to which gurney is privy to and is not exactly keen on some of the things going on yeah. um but so so the emperor is basically brought forward he comes with his entourage which includes fade rautha uh count finring um princess irilan uh i think that's yet as far then of course his his royal guard of course
2: yeah of
1: course. uh and it's, so in this his chapter, whole entourage yeah so in this chapter basically paula said i promise all of your entourage will not be harmed which is true until it's however right. yeah remember. however remember way back when that uh that paul told gurney that he would get to spill harkin and blood and he intends to keep that promise. And Gurney really Ish. wants him to keep that promise. However, However, Paul said, antagonizes Fade Rautha.
2: I was like, said Harkonnen calls him out instead. So he's pretty much like, sorry. Gotta do I it. I gotta do this.
1: Yeah. And, out of my hands. Yeah. To which to which Harkonnen or, or Gurney says, you know, uh, you promised I would get to spill Harkonnen blood. And. Paul says, you've spilled plenty. It's my <laughs> Which is fair. You think about it. He didn't get to kill the guy who is responsible for his father's death. He hasn't, you know, he's probably killed he a didn't... bunch of Arkanen forces, but he hasn't killed any Arkanen. Yeah,
2: Rabin Rabin, Robin, Robin died in all of the battle. Yes. All the goings on anyway. Yes. So all that's left is Fade Ratha. Yes. And of who course has just called Paul out. So of course he's like, gotta do it. Sorry. So them's the rules.
1: Yep. So of course, everybody strips down to their skivvies, gets rid of their still suits and all that. Uh, And so we see this kind of cat and mouse game of a battle play out between Paul and Fade Rautha. Um, Now, again, trying to outthink each other. We forgot somebody in that entourage. We forgot Thuther Howitt uh, who gets to show up and gets reunited with Paul uh, and Gets to also acknowledge he was wrong about Lady Jessica.
2: Yeah, and then Paul kind of foresees that the Emperor has asked uh, him through Ferrokhwat to kill Paul. Yes. To which Paul gives him an out. Yeah, and he kills himself. I believe is the insinuation there.
1: That's kind of the implication I got. He didn't
2: really spell it out, but
1: yeah. Um.
2: But again, this this kind of what was- I gathered from it
1: yeah this just this goes into the fact that that these characters that have been so loyal to the atreides are just saying in the end yeah, they're
2: still loyal to they're still
1: loyal to you till the end and have been this entire time um even without knowing that you're still
2: alive or still out there um they did what they had to when they thought that all the atreides are dead but upon hearing that one was still alive immediately changed course
1: um so yeah so we lose Thuther their so back to this fight between fade ralpha and and paul uh of course paul is is an experienced fighter now in actual combat and not just gladiatorial games that are rigged in his favor unlike his opponent um yeah. so he's the entire time just kind of watching and seeing how he's moving um, analyzing analyzing which could be a cool i i really hope that they don't do like a um like a sherlock holmes kind of thing with that where he's just you know breaking down every single thing he's doing like ver- like in an internal monologue yeah. which is what we get here which is fine in the book format
2: yeah um because you need to know what's going on yes uh
1: but we get we do get to find out that paul's not going to say a whole lot during this fight fade routh on the other hand is a shit talker uh, which I can appreciate yeah he
2: very quickly realizes that Fade Roth is a shit talker and is uncomfortable with silence so he just opts to remain silent as yeah. much as humanly possible
1: yeah and it drives Fade Rotha nuts honestly kind of a brilliant move and it, it'll be kind of fun to watch that play out uh, so as these two go back and forth uh, there's question of a poison tip blade being involved we also find out that uh, Fade Rautha apparently has a, a poison needle attached to his belt on his hip that's minuscule, and Paul sees it and kind of uses it to his advantage to kind of help pin him to the ground mm-hmm. uh, before finally taking his his sword or his dagger, or no, sorry, his Chris knife, and shooting yeah. it up through Fade Rautha's chin and into his skull.
2: What I thought was interesting was that he he acknowledges that the blade was poison Mm -hmm. but also he's gone through this transformation so he's able to just be like well metabolism do your thing yeah (laughs) get rid of the poison i'm good now and then he fakes the the uh like he pretends like the poison affected his muscles to trick fade Ratha to kind of lull him into a false sense of security like haha my poison works no no it didn't, no, I didn't. shut the fuck up
1: so so now Fade is dead the only other option that the Emperor has now is to throw in Count Finring who we we have kind of learned is kind of they've called him the errand boy but he is apparently like
2: a very deadly assassin he's also a eunuch um you and know uh and he, he was... searches through his extensive knowledge and realizes that he was what did he call him an almost
0: yeah. um
2: Whatever his title is that I'm blanking on right now. The Quasats Haderach? Yes. Yes. He he was an almost one, except he was a eunuch, which is the only thing that kept him. So he also has some talent, and that's why he was able to shield himself. Yeah. From any of Paul's observations. Right. And, observations.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what we. Another thing that we kind of learn here is that, um, the in these last few chapters, the 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 Benny have been trying to clone somebody to take the throne. or not? They've been them.
2: trying to manipulate bloodlines to yes. create the quisets Haderach. Yes. And have obviously failed. And Fenric is one of those failings. Yes. So they kind of have this moment where they almost realize who each other is. hmm And so then Fenrig then- is pretty much like, sorry, I, yeah. I, I can't follow your orders. I can't yeah. do it
1: so um so yeah which kind of leads us to our conclusion uh, as we wind things down with this book where paul basically says here's your options you can either you know basically give me your daughter's hand in marriage and make me the next in line to the throne
2: or we're gonna destroy all the spice and y'all yeah. are just screwed yes so because he threatens uh, the he threatens them to begin with. He tells them, Okay, go send that entire fleet away. Yeah. And he's like, No, 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 you can't do that. Well, and he's I telling can. the guild, he's like, Yes, I can. Uh one order for me. Yeah. All the spice is gone, which means you can't fly. You are all grounded. Yeah. Do as I say. And they all acknowledge that he has that power and they do as he says.
1: Yeah. So uh, so yeah, so Princess Irulan, who's you know now concerned about her father, but is also a Benny Jesserit, says it's fine. I will, I will take the this, <laughs> this, this is what, I have what to has
2: do. to happen. It's yeah. fine. Just yeah. let it go.
1: However, we forgot a key piece here to this whole story, and that's the love interest,
2: Chani. Yeah, Chani, who,
1: who is not royalty. She is, she is just a, a common Frayman. I hate saying that, but that's what she is. And Sounds
2: like she's ready to step aside. She is Paul's like no 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 this is not how this is going. Yeah I'm gonna marry her because I have to.
1: Yes, because it's the only she gets
2: nothing from me other than that. Yeah. This is this is a legal thing,
1: right? Which is you and me,
2: you are going to bear all of my children. She gets nothing. We're going to share a house, we're gonna have a legal marriage, I'm gonna become emperor, and that's it.
1: Yes, which leads we'll
2: be lonely for the rest of her life.
1: Yes, which leads us to the final paragraph of the of the book uh where jessica says to to chani you know do you know so little of my son um that princess standing there says haughty and, and confident they say she has basically she ain't his type. Nature. he loves yeah. you yeah and so basically it closes out and i i love this quote at the end mm-hmm. uh while we chani we who carry the name of concubine or no sorry i gotta go back so mm-hmm. um Think on it, Chani. That princess will have the name, yet she'll live as less than a concubine. Never to know a moment of tenderness from the man to whom she's bound. While we, Chani, we who carry the name of concubine, history will call us wives. Which just
2: He's going to marry her. She's going to be the legal necessity. Yes. You are the one he loves. Yes. You are the one that's going to actually get the guy in the end, basically. Yes. She's uh, going to be relegated to wandering in this empty house, yeah. spending all of her days alone.
1: Right. Um, so, yeah. So, that's it. That's where we end the book. That's it, There is no elaboration. Now, there are the appendices at the end, uh, which I did not really go through. Um, I Because um, one's about the ecology of Dune, which is kind of like an essay from Liet Kine's uh, dad about the ecology of, De- or of of arrakis you know um i think there's another one that's one on, about- the,
2: on the religion
1: yeah um which i feel like that actually takes place after the the story ends and may kind of elaborate on some of those other things um and then of course the glossary um but we are we are left with a with a story that just kind of just ends like we don't have any real follow-up until you, you have to read the book to know what happens next and <laughs> Well, we're not going to do that for this show. I might eventually read it down the line, but it's not on my list of things to it do right kind now. Kind of
2: ties up everything that was going on in the book, but it doesn't tie up the whole story. Right. Um I was I was okay with this ending.
1: Yeah, I I think I wanted a little bit more. Um because it just it just feels like it just stops. Like, now, like I said, I love that ending quote. Like it's a perfect quote to end on. Um, but you're right, with the battles they kind of glossed over some things. Uh it's not certain things just aren't spelled out real clear um to make it work. Uh I, I still find Baron harkonnen's death hilarious and I thought I would actually hate that, but the more I think on it, I'm like, that's just perfect. Like he if got he,
2: outsmarted and killed by a four year old.
1: Yeah, got beat by a toddler. <laughs> uh, which which in hindsight thinking about what we know of him and what we've suspected of him and how how he abuses uh they they say young men or boys and we don't really know an age. Honestly, yeah. it's kind of fucking perfect for how Agre- he uh, Agreed. Um uh yeah, I just like I said, by the time it was over, I, I found myself wanting more. I felt like the last few chapters were kind of rushed, which is weird to say after reading 617 pages, like I'm just sitting there going, I just, I feel like there was more to be fleshed out. Um, personally, I'm not disappointed by the I book. I think if
2: there weren't future books, mm-hmm. it'd be different, but there are future books. So that means future, everything else that happens after this is yeah. in another book. Right.
1: So, and I, maybe that's my frustration is that I'm going now I have to, I kind of want to know what happens next, but I really don't want to go ahead and commit to another book. So damn, if I do do wait for the movies. Yeah. So, um, all that being said, I thought this book was Ripley. Come here, baby. I thought this book was excellent. I really did. I know,
2: I know you struggled with it. Um, i enjoy the stories of sci-fi but this well, just kind of reinforced why i don't really read sci-fi sure. and that's fair it feels like a slog to read it i enjoy sci-fi movies and books yeah i'm i'm not too keen to read them and yeah. this just kind of i i never really tried before because mm-hmm. i couldn't imagine what it'd be like but now that i've actually you know forced myself to do it i'm like oh, i'll pass now you know i'll stick with i'll stick with the the visual format personally
1: yeah and that's and that's totally fine like I I get that it's, I, it's
2: similar to how I enjoy comic book movies and tv shows but it's mm-hmm. just it's not a medium I enjoy sure um yeah I
1: I've not been the biggest like sci-fi book fan unless if it's a brand name I'll I will read Star Wars books left I, was like, right. I know you read Star Wars books so yeah but that's different I'm already well versed in that world just from the movies <laughs> and now tv shows and the cartoons and all that it's a little different here where our only medium for dune that we that we're familiar with we know it as a book and we know now it's going to be have been two major or two major motion pictures one from 1984 the new one from you know that's supposed to come out this year uh and then of course a couple of sci-fi miniseries um so yeah it's a little different when and i haven't been been as intrigued to read
2: dune until till the trailer for this new movie came out um i do i do want to give a quick shout out that one of our uh uh, well pre-pandemic we used to have uh local officers that would do off-duty work at the theater on like friday and saturday nights and we had a handful or less that would do it regularly that we got to know one of them has been in to visit us a couple times and he was in probably a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. and we told him that we were reading the books for the show and he got super excited and was like you have you have to read like the first three and he was like all excited and I didn't have the heart to be like I'm not gonna read anymore past this one but I'm glad you're excited thanks
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I will probably come back to it since I still have a full year of books I have to get through anyway. I might as well. I'll I have a very long
2: TBR file, so I'll just stick to that personally. Yeah,
1: that's, that's fair. My next book I'm reading is. Uh, is but the- I am
2: really eager to see mm-hmm. both the old movies and the new one, and I hope the new one does well enough that they continue with the yeah. series because I do want to know what happens next. Just just you're just not. I, a- I know I'm going to struggle to read it.
1: Yeah. No. I. I completely understand. Someone's going to be
2: mad at me for saying that, but whatever. And that's
1: fair. Like I said, I, reading it, I will acknowledge this was definitely not for everybody. Uh, and I'm sure this segment may have driven away some of our listeners because we haven't had <laughs> as high numbers. Um, but yeah, it's like I, said, I see why it's such a classic and why it's so revered by yeah. the sci-fi community. I,
2: I can see some kind of tropes that mm-hmm. you can tell probably sprung up because of this. Right which is why i'm glad i i I did read it like i don't regret reading it i Mm -hmm. just i had to force myself to do it sometimes (laughs) absolutely yeah there's definitely some kind of stuff that i had to remind myself of how old this book was and that this was probably the origin of some of them
1: right yeah um well that's the thing there's a lot of of sci-fi material out there shows movies books whatever that have taken inspiration from dune there's there's obvious star wars uh you know stuff that has been inspired by this book there's you know star trek just the idea
2: of it being set in space but it's like Mm -hmm. old timey kind of system with futuristic technology right which is something that
1: i i felt like i was not going to like because i've told you i do not really care for um like the medieval uh Mm -hmm. you know settings or like the fantasy trappings of anything
2: yeah i'm not a big fan of like high fantasy yeah. kind of medieval setting with right all the different yeah yeah and so that's that's i what tried reading lord of the rings in high school and i also failed at that yeah i will say i'm that. not i don't i don't want to get started on talking with you not, i know you're not a fan yeah um no it, but i'm much more of the kind of harry potter like sure either all original or super modern kind of fantasy yeah. personally
1: Right. Yeah, no, I, and I'm kind of the same way. It's just, it's never been my thing. Um, and, and that's what I was, honestly, in starting this book, that was one of my biggest concerns was that, oh, great, it's it's a medieval story just set in the future. And instead, I and that's what I got, yeah.
2: but... But not really. But not really. It's not yeah. really medieval, other than the kind of feudal type system. Yeah. Like, there's, yeah. like, dukes. And there's titles. Mm-hmm. But it's other than that; it's fairly futuristic.
1: Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think that's. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to this? Nope. Okay. Well, that is it. That squeaky ball time means it's time for me to to end this story. Riker, come here, buddy.
2: (laughs) Means we need a segment end.
1: (laughs) He says it's time for you to get out of the segment, Dad. Come play with me. All right. So that that's it. That is. Dune in its entirety.